It's the Save Democracy podcast. I'm Steve Goldstein. Arizona is one of a number of states across the country looking to reform our primary and general election systems to make voting more equal and give independent voters the same opportunities as their Republican and Democratic counterparts. The organization Third Way is also focused on reform. Though the group calls itself center-left, its emphasis seems to be on solving problems and bipartisanship. Matt Bennett, one of the founders of Third Way, is my guest on this edition of the Save Democracy podcast, and our conversation starts now. There's a discussion that goes on among people who actually are looking to to not just get win points uh, for their party or their side or their candidate, whether there's a an actual middle ground, whether that's center left, center right, to actually find a way to, to at least incrementally solve some of the problems the country is facing. Is there reason for optimism on that? Or does it make sense that a lot of people are pessimistic about that? You know, I think there's reason both for pessimism and for optimism. The obvious pessimism answer has to do with how incredibly divided we become and how negative partisanship has really begun to drive voter behavior, which is to say most people go out and vote against people they don't like rather than for people they do. And so that's not great. And look, I think what you're seeing in Arizona is the national model of that kind of thing where you've got uh, people refusing to concede when they lose elections and and, um, just incredible amounts of anger in our politics. However, all of that said, I do think there's reason for optimism because if you look at the broader picture, the vast majority of voters fall into what some groups have called the exhausted majority, which is to say they don't identify with the left, certainly not the far left, or the right, and certainly not the far right. They are people that want sensible solutions, and that they constitute a huge majority of the population. So uh, in the longer term, I think there's real cause for optimism because they're the ones who are going to decide things. Arizona was one of the first states that really saw that growing number of independents or people who didn't want to be either Republicans or Democrats. It's hard in some ways to really quantify exactly how many folks who are not with a party are in the middle and looking for for problem-solving situations. But do you think there is enough of a groundswell potentially, and I was asking a little bit about third-party possibilities going forward, but does it have to really be a third party or can it just be people who are a little bit, whether it's an exhausted majority or whatever, who just feel like, can we just actually elect people whose focus is more on solving problems as opposed to getting reelected? I am a huge believer in uh, partisan centrism, which is to say uh, moderation within the Democratic and Republican parties being the path forward. And there is enormous reason to believe that that is possible. If you look at places that have reformed the way they do business, the way they uh, run their elections, most particularly and recently in Alaska, which adopted something called final five voting, which got rid of, of partisan primaries, they ended up in Alaska electing people who are genuine moderates. Lisa Murkowski, the Republican senator, uh, and Mary Peltola, who was elected as a Democrat to the House for the first time in 50 years. Uh, Alaska's always had House Republicans. And Mary won because she is a centrist and she was running against Sarah Palin, who is an extremist. And the, the the structure of the electoral system allowed Alaskans in the middle, the people that we're talking about, to choose uh, representatives who really do represent them 
And so I think if we reform the way we do elections, we have real reason to believe that that'll happen. And Matt Save Democracy here in Arizona has actually looked extensively into Final Five. In fact, talking with Catherine Gale, who is known as the innovator when it comes to Final Five, and there's discussion about whether a state like this, which likes to call itself purple, but still has a legislature with a slight Republican majority that is very conservative. And now with our redistricting, we have a majority of Republican members of Congress, several of whom, at least two of whom were closely identified with what happened on January 6th. And yet our two U.S. senators are, well, one's one's not a Democrat anymore, but both consider themselves to be centrists in Mark Kelly and Kirsten Cinema. Do you see a state that is growing like Arizona to have the commonality with something like Alaska, where whether it's top three, four, or final five, could work in a state like this? Or does it have to be more of a unique place with a smaller population like Alaska? No, I absolutely think it can work there. I'm a huge fan of Catherine's work. And uh, her group, as you know, I'm sure, has been working hard in Nevada to change the rules there. They won a ballot initiative last cycle. They got to do it again under the rules of the state. But uh, I have great hope that Nevada will do it. And I I think uh, Arizona is perfectly situated to have a rule change that will lead to more moderation in your elected officials. I mean, as you know well, Arizona came within a hair's breadth of electing the most radical candidate for governor that we have seen in a century, probably, and um, and instead got a relatively moderate Democrat. So you're all over the map there. But I think if if you did get rid of partisan primaries and you had some ranked choice voting, that could really lead to many more victories for the moderates over the extremists. There was consideration that maybe very speculative. Maybe a year ago, Arizona Democrats might have been more inclined to go for a reform that involves open primary ranked choice voting um, because it, it seemed like in a lot of ways, the Democrats were still losing most of the statewide races. And yet when you see a Governor Hobbs, Secretary of State Adrian Fontas, for example, and Attorney General Chris Mays, and of course, Mark Kelly was, was elected again as well. There's a thinking that, well, now do the Democrats think that they won by virtue of their ideas and their candidates, which I mean, people could certainly argue, or did they win because Republicans nominated candidates that even a lot of Republicans couldn't swallow? How does that sort of dynamic affect the general atmosphere for reform? If one party convinces itself, we won because we were great, as opposed to we won partly because we were great, but partly because the other party nominated people that voters didn't like. I think if Arizona Democrats do not take a hard look in the mirror and, and realize that at least in some of those races, the only reason our party won was because the Republicans nominated utter fruitcakes. I mean, people who were truly dangerous, uh, then they are deluding themselves. There's just no question that a slightly more standard issue Republican would have won that governor's race. And, uh, and, and that may be true at the secretary of state level as well. I think Kelly is a slightly different case. He's a strong candidate, and and but I but in the other races, I think there's just no doubt about it. Um, and what we saw in Nevada was unfortunately real resistance to reform on the part of Democratic insiders, elected officials, and their teams. And I think that is a, a, a huge mistake on the part of Democrats. There's no question that reform will benefit. Uh, Democrats sometimes, Republicans sometimes, but it'll benefit folks looking for more moderation all of the time. And so people like me who believe that 
we need more moderates running our government. Uh, think that's a good thing, even if it if my party gets hurt some of the time. I want to ask you about no labels. Uh, and there's discussion about that they would put together some sort of a ticket if Trump and Biden were the nominees. And with the very slight Arizona connection, Senator Sinema's name was attached to some of that. Is what No Labels is trying to do contrary to what some of the reforms you and I have talked about? Is there something there that would lead to a Perot moment or something that actually could help the country solve problems? Or is there something going on there that's a little bit different than what I just said? I think it is really different. While we are huge proponents of the kind of structural change that we talked about earlier, we are very, very opposed to the thing that No Labels is doing. What they're trying to do is bring, is, is at least pretend that they're going to bring reform uh, by storming the gates of the two-party system with a third-party alternative. And the problem at its most fundamental level is it's not going to work. What they keep saying is, we have this insurance policy in case the two parties nominate people that voters don't like, and therefore we will give people a third option. But there is absolutely no possibility that their candidate will win the presidency. There is almost no possibility that their candidate will win a single state, much less the you know two dozen or so they would need to get to 270 electoral votes. So what they're offering voters is an illusion, not a real choice. And if they go forward with this, and we very much hope they won't, their candidate will be seen and will act as a spoiler, as a protest candidate, and not as a true alternative because third parties just don't win elections. I mean, keep in mind, we have a guy carved into Mount Rushmore who tried to run as a third party candidate, <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt, and he couldn't do it. He was a spoiler. He helped elect a Democrat and he was a Republican, uh, but he got nowhere near winning. And if the labels goes forward with Senator Sinema or anyone else, the same thing's going to happen to them, although they, they will fare much more poorly than Roosevelt did. Arizona is looking at a U.S. Senate race that could very well end up being a three-way kind of race, which even the Democrats who are very frustrated with now independent Senator Sinema, I would think a lot of them are also nervous about the idea of there being a Senator Kerry Lake, for example, in, in a three-way race like this. If if it's Congressman Gallego and the Democrats um, and Senator Sinema as an independent and whoever the Republicans nominate, how closely are you at Third Way watching that to see how that works out, how that may affect uh, how things get done in Washington. We are watching that very, very closely indeed. Uh, I will say this, we're almost certainly going to be, you know, in favor of the Democratic nominee, but but where in presidential politics, third parties are always spoilers or gadflies or, uh, you know, protest candidates. In congressional elections, that is not always the case. It is conceivable that you can win as a third party candidate running in a Senate election, which isn't to say that it's easy or likely, but it is at least conceivable where it is inconceivable at the presidential level. Uh, so I don't know what Senator Sinema is going to do. I do know that uh, Democrats like us and the and Democrats in the Senate are keeping their powder very, very dry here uh, because we simply don't know what's going to happen. The, the overwhelming imperative for all of us on the Democratic side is to avoid a Senator Lake. That would be horrible, not the unmitigated catastrophe of a Governor Lake, but bad uh, enough. And so we're, we're hoping that it all works out somehow in the end. That is Matt Bennett, one of the co-founders and now currently Executive Vice President for Public Affairs at Third Way. Matt, thanks so much for the conversation. I enjoyed it. Thank you. 
Thanks again to Matt Bennett of Third Way, and thank you for taking the time to listen to the Save Democracy podcast. To learn more and to get involved in the movement to reform Arizona's primary and general election systems, please go to the website, savedemocracyaz.com. That's savedemocracyaz.com. That's where you can get additional information on how better choices can lead to a better Arizona. Music for this podcast comes from Epidemic Sound. I'm Steve Goldstein. Thanks for listening.